Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Rebecca F., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, December 17, 2015. Today, we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 13, the last paragraph, which begins with, My Friend Promise. Today's readers are LCM reading the 12 steps, Anita L reading the 12 traditions, and Rachel NM, Janice M, and Sharon H reading the text. The reference number for yesterday, Wednesday, December 16th, is 8274. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask LCM to read the 12 steps. Good morning, everyone. My name is LCM. I'm a recovering compulsive overeater from Philadelphia area. The 12 steps. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, 
We tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. And I pass. Thank you, LCM. I will now ask Anita L. to read the 12 Traditions. Good morning, everyone. This is Anita L. from the Philadelphia area also. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and with that, I pass. Thank you, Anita L. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then we stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify compulsive overeaters only. And I'll try to time the shares and give you a gentle reminder uh, when three minutes is up. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book with the last paragraph on page 13 
which begins with My Friend Promise and ends at the top of page 14. I will now ask Rachel N.M. to read by, begin by reading that one paragraph. Good morning, Rebecca. This is Rachel N.M. I'm a thankful, recovered, compulsive overeater and anorexic from Ohio. My friend promised when these things were done, I would enter upon a new relationship with my creator, that I would have the elements of a way of living which answered all my problems. Belief in the power of God, plus enough willingness, honesty, and humility to establish and maintain the new order of things were the essential requirements. So incredible. Um, I found this to be true. Um, The new relationship with my creator, I guess the biggest difference for me in my relationship with my creator um, before OA and after OA is my level of honesty. I was never able to be fully honest until I worked through the 12 steps. Um, That I would have the elements of a way of living which answered all my problems. And I have found this to be true. Amazing. Uh, So many problems we had, I had, before I came to OA. And now I have a way of living that answers all my problems. And what I find that to be is um, that when I am disturbed in any way, there's something wrong with me. And that in itself gives me the power to solve, for me the power to find a solution to my problems, to let God solve my problems. Because when something comes up in a relationship um, with someone else, I am not at the mercy of the other person's um, behavior as far as I'm not at the mercy of I don't have to be in uh, jealousy. I don't have to be in resentment. I don't have to be in anger. I can um, write down what's going on um, according to the big book directions and turn it over to someone else and ask God to forgive and remove and then move on to help someone else and do the next right thing. And I am so grateful. I I just can't say it enough how grateful I am for what God has done for me through this program. And I that's all I have to share. I pass. Thank you, Rachel. Who else would like to share on this paragraph? Christy, Helen, Mary. This is Bella Kelly. Melissa C. This is Sally. Okay. Put me on the list. Okay. So I'm sure I missed many of you, but I'm going to tell you who I did catch. I'm pretty sure I heard Chrissy, correct? Yes. Yes. Larry, Bella, Melissa, and Sally. Who did I miss? Tom M. Suzanne K. Sharon H. Okay. I'm wedging you in between these, so I probably should have put you at the end. But anyway, now I've got Chrissy, Tom M., Larry, Suzanne K., Bella, Sharon H., Melissa, and Sally in that order. And if I missed you, maybe I'll catch you next time. 
Um, Chrissy, yes. you're first. Next, I should say. Okay. Thank you, Rebecca. Hi, this is Chrissy. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater and anorexic from New Jersey. Um, mm, I just, this, this, just these words are just so true for my life, and it's, it's really the foundation of what my recovery has been. That I especially love the honesty, willingness, but the, and the humility, because we see somewhere else in one of the stories that open-mindedness, and in the book, honesty, open-mindedness, willingness are essential. They're essential. Humility, to me, has really, it that was essential to having open-mindedness because I used to think I knew everything. I I questioned everything that anybody said because the way the way I, I grew up and in the way that I was I was taught was that if if I couldn't trust the people around me I better I better be on my guard. I better I better stay on my toes and and that that attitude permeated my relationship with God. You know, once in a while I, I would trust them with the little things, you know, when my God was much smaller, when I was first first even trying to live my spiritual principles, you know, I would I would uh, be very agnostic about certain things. I'd turn over certain things and I wouldn't turn over others. But what I've found for myself is I can't just turn over my addictions. You know, that's just the beginning. That's really just the beginning for for me, because if I hold on and and try to figure everything else out, then what I what I come to realize is that I'm just so incapable of handling those things, and it only is going to lead me back to the food anyway. So it really it starts it starts with turning my my food addiction over, but it doesn't end there, you know, and it will end with me back in the food if it does, if my face, the amount of my face does end there. It'll wind up back in the food. With that, I'll share the time. Thank you. Thank you, Chrissy M. Tom M., you're next. Good morning. Can you hear me? I can. Yes. Good. I can. Yeah. I, um, you know, as I as I was reading through this, um, one of the one of the things that I've come to realize is over the last couple of weeks, you know, I've been <clears throat> kind of slipping because I felt comfortable, and you know. Here, he talks about my friend promised when these things were done, I would enter upon a new relationship with my creator and that I would have the elements of a way of living which answered all my problems and belief in the power. And I I just had to really come to grips with my sponsor and one of the sponsee and really just share with them how I, you know, just kind of started sliding off. You get comfortable and... And, and I realized that in getting comfortable, what I was doing was really severing that relationship with my creator. And I, you know, started going back into thinking that I could do this on my own. And obviously, the reality is that I have to stay connected. 
Um, I have to do the work every day. And more importantly, I think that what I've learned through these steps is that in order to keep this recovery going, um, I have to stay connected with people. I have to keep sharing. Um, no matter if I don't feel like it or not, I still have to do it. And, and I know that when I do that, I, I get out of myself and I become more um, minded, you know, mindful of being over there with other people, um, you know, learning about their world and, and also, um, you know, just helping, you know, being being in a place of service because I think that one of the things I've learned a lot through, you know, my sponsor and also reading the big book is that, you know, service is so, so important. And um, I'm, just, I'm grateful for being recovered today. And uh, I really am grateful for having God direct me to a vision for you. And uh, with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Tom M. Larry? Good morning, Rebecca. Thank you for your service. Um, okay. The, uh, so, you know, it, it talks about Larry, his friend. Just give us your last initial of your first name. Of your, oh, your you first hear? initial of your last name. Excuse me. Oh, you bet. You can hear me okay, Rebecca? Yes. You just didn't Oh, okay. Oh. I, I'm so sorry. This is Larry Kay, and I'm, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Chicago. Thanks. Okay, I thought I was muted. Um, so the, uh, it says my friend promised that, that when th- these things were done, you know, so these things, what are these things? These things are the steps. And, um, you know, why is it that we wait so long? I know I did um, to get these things done. Um, the steps are meant to be done immediately and quickly. You know, but, but, you know, what about those who are not ready, you know, those who are not willing? In other words, you know, can you just wait, um, hang around the rooms, you know, bounce from sponsor to sponsor, change food, food plans? I did all these things. Use the tools to try to extricate yourself from the quicksand. Um, sure, um, you can, and I did. Um, you can work that program, yet I can tell you this, that is not the program that the first um, 100 uh, pioneers employed and you know consider this Bill Wilson got into the steps these things within a couple of days Dr. Bob got into the steps after one day Bill Dotson uh, number three AA number three also got into the steps after a few days but you know for me the bottom line is what does the the AA program and the AA literature have to say about it you know there's an abundance of references alluding to this question and you know you can even start in the preference in the big book, for example, it says, though we work out the solution on the spiritual as well as the altruistic plane, we favor hospitalization uh, for the alcoholic who is very jittery or befogged. More often than not, it is imperative that a man's brain be cleared before he is approached, as he has then a better chance of understanding and accepting what we have to offer. And, you know, so it says we need to be detoxed off of our bin substances first, right? you know, which at most, you know, it takes two to three days, maybe six to seven days for extreme cases. And then we get immediately to work. And, you know, a few people are suffering and staying around. Many others are suffering and leaving. And still more are dying in the disease. I mean, that's just the, the, the cold, hard truth. That's the reality. So my rhetorical question is, 
you know, why are we so afraid to ruffle a few feathers by speaking about the essential requirements of recovery? And for me, you know, if there's no revolutionary change, there's no freedom. I had, um, and this is just me, um, I had to quit shoving my higher power out of the way. Um, I, I was brought into an alignment, a closer alignment, not a perfect alignment, with my higher power as the result of these things, these steps. And the sooner I get down to doing it, it was never intended to be plateaus. There's steps to be done quickly and immediately. And when you do that, then you're given, you're given ultimate freedom. At least that was the case for me. Um, with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry Kay. Suzanne Kay, you're next. Hi. Hi, I'm Suzanne Kay uh, from New Jersey. Can you hear me? Thank you. Yes, Suzanne Kay, we hear you. Go right Thanks. ahead. All right, thank you so much. Oh, wow, um, so much has been said already. Um, I'm Suzanne Kay again, and um, I shared yesterday that I, I've been relapsed. And um, I was listening, um, and um, I like when um, I was hearing when something's bothering me, something's wrong with me. Um, and being open and honest and mindful. And I need to get honest and get real and keep it real here because I was sharing with a, a brother in this fellowship this morning um, about that I have worked the steps, but I had not been abstinent. And that does not work <laughs> well. Um, I've been doing a lot of research, and uh, I keep, um, you know, coming back. But I, you know, I want to get get abstinent, um, and I need to, in order to get this message and to stay and to get recovered. I understand what I need to do, and I want to know how to do it. And the steps tell me how to do it, and I have to admit powerlessness. But then I also have to take action, and I take action, but then I take back my will. Um, therefore, I'm missing something. And then my mind is not clear, and I'm going through the steps, and I'm just not getting it. But I have willingness today to listen, to be here, to show up, to say that I'm an addict. I'm a compulsive eater. I'm in relapse today. Uh, I need help. I need to listen how you guys do this, because I want what you guys have. Uh, I'm very grateful for this program. I'm grateful for everyone who's listening. And please share your experience, strength, and hope because there are a lot of us in Relapse that do want what you guys have. I know I do. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Suzanne Kay. If you can stay on till the end of the second hour, you could leave your number if you'd like or get some numbers. Bella G, you're next. Thank you. Good morning, my name is Bella G, and I'm a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Rebecca, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. Wow, such a wonderful, wonderful paragraph. A new relationship with my creator. Wow, 
Yes, before the program, as I grew up in a religious family, I knew that there is God and I believed that there is God, but I was angry at him. I was really in competition with him. Um, I knew and I believed that God has power to take care of the whole entire world. But you know what? I have power to control and to take care on my life. And I had so many dreams. I had so many wishes. And God all the time disturbed me. I was so angry at him. I, I couldn't do nothing only because of God. I wanted so much, but God didn't help me. I was really angry at him. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I am not there anymore. And today I, I have a new and wonderful relationship. And this is only by doing the steps, by living in the steps. And yes, today I believe in a different God. Today my God is a loving and accepting God. And only because of this wonderful and freedom relationship, I can be honest. I can be honest with myself. I can be honest with other people. I can be honest with my feelings. And yes, not all the time it's so easy. And today, I, I don't have to be a people pleaser anymore. Today, I don't have to prove to God and to people my existence. And today, I learn to pose and to, to look around me with, without fear and just to say, Bella, what's going on? How is your relationship today with God? What is the blockage? And today I am not running away. Today I can accept my feelings and not to stay there. Today I have the tools. Today I have, I live in, 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 in steps. Today I believe that God loves me and trusts me. Today I have a honesty, wonderful, new relationship. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Bella G. Sharon H., you're next. Thank you, Rebecca. Good morning, everyone. This is Sharon H., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Thank you, God, in Colorado. Um, my friend promised when these things were done, I would enter into a new relationship with my Creator, that I would have the elements of a way of living which answered all my problems, belief in a power of God, plus enough willingness, honesty, and humility to establish and maintain the new order of things were the essential requirements. I looked up essential and it says something in my dictionary, it just says something indispensable and requirements is something needed or wanted. <clears throat> and we see in this program there's a lot of voluntary must. I remember hearing that back many, many years ago, you know, suggestions, but we also see there are a lot of voluntary musts in this book. It says we must do this or that happens. We must do this or this will happen. And so I'm just so grateful to be able to see that Ebby promised his friend Bill 
that these things would happen to him. And this was before this book was even written. And now we know we have these beautiful promises if we go through the process of these steps and the promises begin to materialize in our lives after we've done steps four through nine. And um, so I'm just so grateful for that and, um, and that we have a way of living that answers all our problems. Um, I am one of those that struggled with relapse for many years, uh, mainly because I didn't believe to the core of my being like I did with alcohol that this was a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body like it states in the forward to the first edition. But listening to the doctor's opinion and listening to this line every day, line by line, paragraph by paragraph, I received this incredible gift that Ebby gave to Bill. And so I am just so grateful to be a part of this program. I'm so grateful that I was willing to go through this book just the way it gives us the directions to do each step. And each step uh, is what gives us the freedom that we experience. And then the other thing that I didn't do before was I fell, uh, I became very complacent afterwards. I did not live diligently in steps 10, 11, and 12. And today I know I must, voluntary must, so that I may continue to experience the freedom that we all can have as a result of following the directions in this book. So I just say welcome to all of you out on the line in relapse. This program will work for you too. And with that I pass. Thanks, Rebecca. Thank you, Sharon H. Melissa C., I believe. Hi, good morning. It's Melissa C., a recovered compulsive overeater in New York. Um, thank you so much for your service. And, um, you know, so when these things are done, then I could enter upon a new relationship. And, um, you know, and so what was it that needed to be done? Um, and, um, you know, for me, it was um, releasing all my resentment, you know, because, um, I could put down the food for small periods of time, sometimes long periods of time, but I could not put down my resentment. And so I couldn't stay stopped, you know, because my resentment um, is what kept me going back to the food again and again. I, I, you know, and is it that God was not available to me because, um, because I was still angry with God and with all of his people, um, he was still available to me. I was not available to him. I had no ability to have a relationship um, because I was blocked up. I was not open um, to peace and access. And so, you know, um, I needed to let go of my resentment. That for me was tremendous. And, um, and then I could uh, make peace with other people as well, you know, like, it took me a long time um, at at points to, to get through the amends because I realized that I was still holding on to some resentment. And, um, you know, and through saying the sick man's prayer, um, it, there is something miraculous about that. It, it worked for me. And so, um, you know, sometimes today, like I used to think my resentment um, – I used to kind of keep them with me at all times. You know, it was like they were like in my front pocket. And whenever um, I didn't want to do something, 
um, or something, you know, upset me, I could sort of put my hand in that pocket and re-examine and re-feel, because that's what a resentment is, all the ways that I was wrong, um, whether they're real or imagined. Um, and that truly kept me blocked from my fellows. And so now today, you know, when I'm feeling any discomfort, I'm honest, I'm open, I'm humble, you know, and I can talk about it with other people. Um, and, and occasionally when I do sort of put my hand in my pocket to see if those resentments are still there, they're not, you know. And, um, and if I do feel myself feeling around for them, I turn to someone that I can help and I turn to my higher power. And now I can have a relationship. I have something to offer. Thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. Sally A. Good morning, Rebecca, and good morning, a vision for you. It's Sally A. in South Jersey, a recovered compulsive overeater. And um, this is such a very important paragraph that's tucked in here so beautifully. It's, uh, to me, it is a recipe. This is the recipe to get recovered. My friend promised when these things were done, I would enter upon a new relationship with my creator. And then they give us a little recipe, the elements of a way of living. And they use this expression, a way of living, a design for living, um, so many different ways. But every chapter has this expression, a way of living, because we're talking about changing our lifestyle. That's what we're talking about here. We're talking about change a new way of living. And then they give us the recipe, belief in the power of God, plus a pinch of willingness, a pinch of honesty, and a pinch of humility. We're not going to do it perfectly, but we come to the table willing, honest, and humble. And this, this to me, the, over, the umbrella over the whole thing is this entering upon a new relationship with my creator. Because we have to remember that over and over in the book, they bring up the subject of entering the relationship, a change in our relationship with our creator. How are we going to change our relationship with food and put the food down if we don't change our relationship with our creator? Because that's the, that's the solution. The problem is the food, and honestly, the food is just a symptom. We have a thinking problem, as many of us already know. So we've got this thinking problem, and something has to change. So I just want to draw your attention to page 28, the middle of the page. All of us, whatever our race, creed, or color, doesn't matter, are the children of a living creator with whom we may form a relationship upon simple and understandable terms as soon as we are willing and honest enough to try. And then again on page 29, Each individual in the personal stories describes in his own language and from his own point of view the way he established his relationship with God. And then again, on page 72 at the top, we have been trying to get a new attitude. They're talking about change. We have been trying to get a new attitude, a new relationship with our Creator, and to discover the obstacles in our path. And finally, every day, every day that we are on this line, we read it on page 164, right in the middle of the page. They don't want us to miss it. See to it that your relationship with him 
is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. What's the great fact? That we have to change our relationship. We change our relationship with food, which was an unhealthy, abusive relationship. We turn to food for everything. Thank you, Rebecca. And now we're going to change our relationship with our higher power so we can get well. Thanks for letting me share. With that, I pass. Thank you, Sally A. Why don't we go ahead with the next paragraph. I would like to ask Janice M. to read at the top of page 14, beginning with simple but not easy. Well, thank you, um, Rebecca. This is Janice M., and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Simple but not easy. A price had to be paid. It meant destruction of self-centeredness. I must turn in all things to the Father of light who who presides over us all. Such a small paragraph, but such a (laughs) dynamic, dynamite paragraph. Simple, but not easy. It's simple on one hand, of course, but it's difficult on the other. So what is the difficulty? There's two things that I found when I first came in. Difficult. What's difficult? Ooh, difficult is me, see, because I'm so self-centered. I'm so greedy. That means that's why I could never keep the food down. I was so greedy. I wanted wanted it for myself. And then when I did put it down, I had the obsession of the mind, of course, which I couldn't fix myself. So simple, not easy. Remember, we we said we'd go to any lengths. So there's two main things that make this whole program difficult. It's not it, it, the program is the, the 12 steps are simple, but for me, I make it very difficult because why? Because oh, it's so hard to put the food down. Well, you know, I ask Mike, like a sponsee, um, have you ever put the food down? Oh yeah, thousands of times. Well, how did you do it? Well, I just put it down. Well, there must have been a motivational um, skill that you needed to, to, to put the food down, So to, whether it's to lose weight for a wedding or whatever. So just put the food down. But it's the other part. It's the other part. It's that self-centeredness that I had to think about and put down. So those are the two things. You know, put the food down, put the food down, and then myself. They say, oh, yeah, okay. So how do we do that? Well, I must, I must, there's a must, there's a requirement. I must turn all things, my food and myself, my selfishness, my self-centeredness. You know, um, I'm going to think of others. I'm going to be self, I have to self-sacrifice. Well, that's the price I had to pay, right? I mean, I had to pay a price. And because why, why did I have to do this or why did I want to do this? Because guess what? I was in the dark. I was the mother in the dark. Um, so that didn't work. There was no way out because I'd always go back to the food because of myself, of what I wanted, why I wanted it. And, of course, I got the same results, you know, high blood pressure, et cetera, et cetera, and uh, more resentments and more fears. So now it tells me, 
I must turn in all things, my whole self, to a, to the divine truth, you know, um, the father of light. Okay, so this particular higher power, which is the purpose of this whole book, as we have been taught, that if I, because I lacked power, right? I was in the dark. I didn't I don't know how to get out of this. I couldn't remove the obsession no matter what I did, no matter what diet I was on, or myself. I couldn't change myself. So now I, I come, and, I'm, and this power is going to come to me, because if I just follow these directions, they're very simple. The directions are simple. The steps are simple. But if I just have to just put myself aside, give it to a higher power, and my higher power will do the work for me that I couldn't do. So it's, I've got to decrease myself and increase this father of light, higher power, to do the work to remove the obsession of the mind. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Linda R. Sarah W. Reva P. Vasa O. We don't hear you, Rebecca. Rebecca, we I don't know hear because you. I'm here, but I'm writing, writing, writing. Ah. So I got Linda <laughs> R. Sarah W. Reva P. Vasa O. And I think I missed someone. Did I? Renata. Tina S. Renata. Renata and Tina S. Let's see if we have time for all of you. So, Linda R., you go right ahead. Thank you, Rebecca, and thank you so much for your service today on the line. Hi, Linda R., recovered in South Florida. So grateful to the fellowship and for everyone who's sharing this morning. I just wanted to share, you know, one of the things that I have gotten from this program is joy and laughter. And it took a very long time, but I see the light side of things because of my higher power. And this morning when someone just shared, she talked about, you know, the whole self, you know, the changing relationship with my higher power, which is read today about what we read today. Anyway, I got the, the song came into my mind, the hokey pokey. You put your face in, you put your arms in. And I'm thinking that that's in the process of my program, little bits of my body being given to this program. And, of course, when I put my head in, that was really, you know, when I started working on that mental obsession with the program. Now, I'm in the program a long, long time, and it's taken me a long process. So for anyone out there who's struggling, for me, my, my experience, strength, and hope working with other people and myself has been a very difficult one because of the ego depletion of a food addict. You know, I know that with other substances, it's really different. So I had to find the alcoholic foods that I really needed to put down in order for me to get that, you know, serenity and no cravings on a daily basis. Then I could work my relationship with a higher power, which I didn't even know what that was until the last few years. So it takes a very long time for the newcomer. I just want you to know that it's not a law, it's a process, a lifelong process. And it's constantly being worked on a daily basis. And but for the grace of God go I, I feel so blessed that I have this structure and the program of the steps and, you know, the, the God cultivation every day, the connection, the people. This saved my life. 
And it takes a lot of work and vigilance. And I know in step nine, the principle is discipline, good orderly direction. Every day, the daily regimen, the working, not just the morning, the afternoon, the night, whenever it hits me, I have a place to go. This is my prescription. And the biggest thing that has helped me is my 11-step review every night, which has told me and taught me the lies that I tell myself in that dishonesty. And it's just a revelation. So if you're new and you're in relapse, I also believe relapse is good because if a food addict has to really repeat the defects, in my opinion, in my process, the repetition of the defect is the only thing that brought me to my knees. So thank you very much for allowing me to share. Thank you, Linda R. Sarah W. Good morning, Rebecca. So good to hear you on the line. Good morning, Vision, to you. Sarah W., grateful, recovered, compulsive reader. Um, very, very important, I think, paragraph. And the thought that comes into my mind um, is uh, the idea of when I share, uh, somebody taught me recently to share the three H's, hope, honesty, and humility. And so I would like to try to do that this morning. I would like to say that when I came in in 1995, what I believe is that my higher power brought me into OA. OA was my first 12-step program. And OA also brought me to my higher power. I really, uh, I really didn't, um, didn't have a real connection when I came in. I think we start to take that first step when we walk in the door because we start to realize there's something drastically wrong and then we're looking, we're really looking for help. I think there's so much uh, to the, the, the idea of not only uh, finding a higher power, but the idea of finally I have to connect with other people and expose myself and become vulnerable enough to say, I can't do this thing. And I think that's the price. That humility, you know, there's a reason why we do our, our fifth step with someone else and not just with a higher power. I think it's huge. Um, uh, it, it has been huge in my recovery that I express uh, my fears, my um, my loneliness, my, um, you know, this morning I woke up, I have a lot of knee pain, I found a spot on my face, and, you know, I'm going to have to do a fear inventory. It's just part of what I have to do. Uh, you know, I... Years ago, I read a thing on complacency, and I think it's so easy for us as human beings to become complacent. It's just part of our our genetic makeup. Um, you know, d- done things a long time, and we get it in our head that you know we have this thing down. And I have to be reminded all the time. You know, it's kind of like a little lesson. You know, I still need to do the things I need to do if I'm going to stay where I want to where I want to be and keep growing in in the program and I love what was shared prior to me you know I can't take myself too seriously either there's a rule number 62 in the 12 and 12 that talks about that don't take yourself too seriously I I love the program uh, the program has given me a life I really did not have one and um you know my my relationship with my higher power continues to grow very grateful to be abstinent uh, to, at this time of year to really have 
uh, clarity in my life and to be able to, you know, uh, people in AA say, I get to. I get to have this program. I don't have to do this program. I get to. We are so blessed to have what we have here. And um, I wish everybody a beautiful day, a God-filled day, uh, an abstinent day. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah W. Reva P. Good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. What struck me was the sentence of simple but not easy. Um, Now that I have the uh, luxury of going paragraph by paragraph with you guys on Vision for You, um, I'm realizing more and more how simple this program is and how I can complicate it. And it all does sound easy, but you know, for somebody like me, a real compulsive overeater, you know why it's not easy? Because the truth is, even after all of this, I really want what I want. I really want what I want, and I'm afraid I'm not going to get it. And I'm afraid that if I turn my will, my life, and everything over to this Father of Light who presides over us all, um, I'm going to get screwed. Um, So it's a constant process of revising my concept of a higher power and doing the work um, and trusting. And, you know, in that space between the trust, I have to sit still with the discomfort, with the fear, with the I don't knows. And for somebody like me, that really is uncomfortable. I want to know what's going to happen. I want to know that I'm okay. And I have to sit still and just trust that things are going to be okay. Um, And it also reminds me that I make myself an exception. It's like, but you don't understand. But, 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 but. Um, And I, I only have really two choices at this point. I either go back to the disease Um, and I know what that was like, Um, or I continue to move forward. So I don't always have to like this. I don't always have to even want to do it. I just have to do it. And the more I do it and the more I see these promises and miracles, the more I can trust, the more I'm motivated to keep doing it. Um, So it's like walking in the dark, not knowing um, what's coming next, but seeing all the miracles for everybody else and seeing uh, what's happened in my own life, um, I trust more and more. So um, it's not easy. It's not easy, but I must. I must do this or I go backwards. Um, that's all I have to share, and I pass. Hi, Charles H. Oh, Charles, we're not going to have time in the first hour. We already have too many in the queue. Vasa O is next. Hopefully you can stay on for the second hour. Vasa O, go right ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Rebecca, for your service. And I'm Vasa O, Recover Compulsive Ovida, calling from from Florida. Uh, I know there was something wrong even before I came to the program. I didn't know anything about OA. I didn't know anything about the the 12 steps. But I knew deep down there's something wrong with me, and I just could not put my finger. I don't know. I didn't know what was wrong with me. And I remember praying to God even before I found the program. I remember, please, God. And that was, I didn't pray to God that often, believe me. I prayed to God only when I was desperate every once in a while. And I guess in that, my, my desperation, I remember praying to God, please, if you're there, 
I was there. I, I was not on my knees. I was driving in my van, you know, and I remember, please, God, if you're there, help me. Show me where you are. I Give me a sign or something. So, and not too long after that, I found over here as anonymous. God sent a messenger to my house, and she 12-stepped me. And uh, she gave me so much hope because I was in the deep, uh, deepest in my addiction, you know. Oh, yeah, it's simple. I could put the food down, but I could not keep it down. I mean, I put it down, kept, you know, picked it up many, many, many times in 25 years. Believe me, it's not like I didn't try. I tried to do it by myself. But this person gave me hope, and she, you know, um, and she promised, you know, this is these two paragraphs are just awesome. And she said to me, if you follow the directions, this is the recipe, the big book, and you know, it, it's going to work, you know. And I was so eager. I bought that big book and I brought it home and I read it from page to page. You know, I mean, not at the same time, but I was, I wanted to know what the solution was, you know. And I was ready and I was willing to do whatever it took. I didn't want to die. The problem is my friend pulled away from the program at that time. So I remember saying, oh, it must not work. She promised me. She, you know, I, I felt so disappointed. She promised me if I did what she was doing was going to work. But I thank God I was you know, like, you know, maybe like a year later, she pulled away. And I heard other people. So I didn't put all my eggs in one basket. So I heard other people. The program did not fail her. It's, or God didn't fail her. Or the 12 steps didn't fail her. She pulled away. And I remember saying, I better stay here. I better not pull away because I don't want to go back into the food addiction. And, again, I learned how to pray for her. That something happened in her life, and then, you know, she's been struggling. She's been back and forth, you know, but I know for myself I cannot pull away from the program. I, you know, I don't, wanna, I, don't, I don't want people to say to me, you know, you've been in this program for a long time or whatever, and what happened? What happened? Well, I want to be that person, a power of example, you know, uh, it's not gonna. The program doesn't fail us. It's we pull away from the program. So I don't want to ever pull away. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Vasa O. Renata G. We're almost out of time. Do you want to take a quick minute or two share, or wait until the next hour, or both? I'll try to be quick, Rebecca. Thank you okay. so much. Thank you, Renata. Thank you for your service. Good morning, family. This is Renata G., Recovered Composable Rate in New York. You know, simple but not easy. A price had to be paid. Immense destruction of self-centeredness. And on page 62, the big book talks about how selfishness and self-centeredness, that's the root of our trouble. You know, and like it was shared before, you know, my problem was that as an addict, I want what I want whenever I want. And life doesn't go my way all the time. People don't do what I want them to do all the time. They don't follow my script. And then I couldn't handle it. I didn't know how to deal with it. And so, you know, I used food to numb out. And, uh, but then by working this 12 steps, you know, I, I, I got this new design for living, you know, a, a blueprint 
on how to live life on life's terms. And, uh, you know, if it was a two-step program, it would be, you know, put the food down and change. And so, you know, that's what the steps do for me. But I have to be clear, you know, I have to make the effort. I have to put the food down and then let this father of light keep it down for me, you know. by When I put it down and then work the steps, then God comes in and do for me what I cannot do for myself. And uh, with that, I pass. Thanks for letting me share. Oh, thank you, Renata, for um, being brief. And uh, Tina S. and Charles H., hopefully you can share in the next hour. Um, Thank you to everyone who has shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Sharon H. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only through all three paragraphs ending with keep you until then. Yes. Um, Thank you so much, Rebecca. This is Sharon H., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Colorado. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Pass.